And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister Mary. How you doing? What up, everybody? And this week we're back to cover Season 8, Episodes 3 and 4 of The Office, Lotto and Garden Party. Yes. This is going to be a great episode, I think. Uh, but before we jump into this week's episode, Bear, why don't you tell everybody what we talked about last week? Sure, guys. So last week we kicked off Season 8 um, with The List, where basically The Office finds out that Robert California has a list where he um, has everybody separated into two sides, and they try to figure out what it means. Robert California invites the left side of the list to lunch because he thinks that they are winners. Now, the left side of the list... Had you know your key players, Jim, Dwight, Oscar, Daryl, Andy, to- Toby, mm-hmm. um, Phyllis, Angela, and Kevin. But I think what I love is that on the other side, he had Creed listed as old man. <laughs> yes. Um, but basically, he takes in the lunch and says, Well, I think you're winners, where the other ones, uh, <clears throat> I guess, are losers <laughs> who are now have. So Andy tries to stick up for them. He falls out of favor with Robert California. And it ends with Robert California basically backpedaling the fuck out of this. I wouldn't and saying, say so. Like, Change my mind, losers. Yeah. Winners, prove me right. Yeah, basically throwing the gauntlet down for yeah. people. And then we have the incentive, where Andy's trying to prove himself as manager, so he comes up with the point system, which is basically like stuffed animals and a vibrator. <laughs> yeah. And then he says that you can pull points, and if you have 5,000 points, I'll get an ass tattoo. And, well, everybody actually pulls together, and in one day, they <laughs> yeah. get 5,000 points. The most I, productive day in the history of Thunder I think Mifflin. my favorite part, though, is when Andy's like, yo, I've sat next to Stanley for years. This is nap time. <laughs> yeah. And he's over there, unleash the power of the pyramid. <laughs> he's so, like, he's laughing his ass off. <laughs> yeah. Loves he's it. enjoying himself. Yeah. And um, they end up giving him a nard dog yeah. ass tattoo. Yeah. And he and loves it. And they accept him. He, yep. Yep. He's and the manager. Then, that brings us to uh, season ep- uh, season, season eight. 8, episode 3, Lotto, yeah. which Kevin's going to take away now. So everyone arrives for work, and there's a dog locked in a car. And Oscar's all bent out of shape about it. Like, oh my god, I could die in here. It's like an oven, blah, blah, blah. He's not the only one that says that. No, there's a few people who are worried. Kelly's worried. And Andy's like, well, it's not too warm today, and it's, it's not direct not sunlight. Sun. And of course, Kelly's like, what, you want to die, you scumbag? Yeah. And she, he, she reminded me of you in that scene where she immediately jumps down his throat. Like, Goes fuck you. the jugular. Like that time you called me a cum dumpster on the show. You mean last week? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> he, um, everybody, like, they're kind of debating what to do in that. And then all of a sudden, Oscar just smashes the window. Right as Meredith comes up with a uh, Slim Jim. I love the it's way like he's like... It's like the fourth time Meredith's he's lost his He's lost his right to a window. And yeah. one for good measure. Yeah, and he smashes the taillight. Oh, also, Kevin said, well, to check the, to see how hot it gets, I'll go to my car. Yeah. And when I think I'm going to die, I'll honk the horn. <laughs> so, like, they smash the window, and Jim's like, now what are you going to do, Oscar? Are you going to take the dog? He's like, no, no, we can breathe. He's like, well, what if it jumps out and runs into traffic or something? And of course, the dog starts trying yeah. to jump out, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta do something now." So they just get cardboard, punch holes in it, and replace the window with the cardboard. But I love this part though, when Andy's like, "Oscar, this is kind of your thing. Like, you can't just let it, like, blah blah blah." And Kelly turns around, she goes, "Oh, okay, Michael Vick, yeah, you want to jump in on this now?" Daryl defends Michael Vick. There is no defense of Michael Vick. Uh, Daryl did it. Yeah, he, he served did his it. time. <laughs> Right? He's not like he's out there sorry, killing dogs it, now. I'm sorry, but isn't uh, abuse and killing animals like it's a, a sociopathic? Yeah, it's a sociopathic tendencies. But yeah. I mean, he's reformed, right? Hey, guess what? Hashtag fuck Michael. Vick. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, uh, but anyway, so everybody's going back into like going into work, and mm-hmm. we just hear a car horn. Kevin passed out in the car. <laughs> His head is on the on the wheel. Good cold open. Mm-hmm. So now the store, the show opens up. The warehouse crew runs in. There's Ide, Madge, they're all just like throwing Glenn, shit up in the air, dancing, and it turns out they hit one the... one lo- point, somebody's mooning the entire office. Oh, I missed that. But the, the warehouse won the lottery. Yeah. It's $950,000. Yeah. And they all quit. And that's when Daryl, ha- you know, it turns out Daryl has to hire a new crew, and he... You know, at this point in the episode, I felt bad for Daryl, because I was like, you know, he probably put in so much money over the fucking years, mm-hmm. putting into Got that nothing. lotto... So he gets a call from his ex, 
and she finds out that he didn't win, so she asks for Glenn's number, no. and that's when Daryl just like hangs up on her, and uh, he does a talking head where he said, they played my birthday and won. Yeah, <laughs> was... that stings. Yeah, that's definitely a kick to the gonads. So the office workers talk about what they do. Okay, this is the worst part of this episode here. Yeah. Jim and Pam are talking, and Jim's like, oh, I'll buy land in Maine, and then so I could bike or kayak into town to work at a bike shop. And of course, Pam's like, oh, I'd like to get a townhouse in Soho with a terrace to inspire my art with the energy of the city. You know what, though? Kelly's my fucking spirit animal here. And she's like, oh, God. Yeah. And then Meredith slowly says, get a divorce because <laughs> they don't want the same thing. Nope. And uh, so Andy wants them all to get back to work. And he wants Daryl to hire the new warehouse people. So uh, Phyllis reminds them, I have a big order for a huge client that needs to get out today. We need, like, warehouse workers. So she wants... Um, so Jim, Dwight, and Aaron volunteer to go down to the warehouse, Jesus. and then Kevin gets roped in. He's like, "Oh God, I'm not gonna why? do it well." <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, Pam is at reception now, mm-hmm. and okay, so this part confused me because so Angela has a lotto pool that she yeah. hands in, but like it's guess the baby weight. What is it? No, so it is a lotto pool, but Angela's being a cunt. Okay, and she put like oh sorry pam i thought it was a guess your baby's weight pool okay, she's like yeah. do you really think i'm gonna have a 14 pound baby <laughs> she's gonna have a turkey right <laughs> it's hilarious so um while she's at reception she's looking at lofts in new york city pathetic <laughs> i know right she wants to go back and feel again let's be honest <laughs> even if they did get a hundred grand yeah. bitch that won't even get you a nice house yeah. around scranton okay <laughs> let alone a Jesus. fucking townhouse in soho so pam is uh or excuse me andy goes to daryl and he's not doing anything in his office he's just being depressed talking about how he ate tacos in his basement the night before and now he can't you can't air out a basement so it has a taco, taco. air is heavy <laughs> yeah it just sinks to the lowest point point. Oh, <laughs> and he's like totally checked out he's turned... which is so true though i mean i cook tacos in my oh, house yeah, you it's, have to it seeps into open fabric. every yeah. window and door close the ones of the rooms you don't want it to smell like you Bad. do cook tacos a lot. No, I used to. I haven't been. <laughs> but so my favorite part is when Andy walks in. Daryl goes, "When did I get so fat?" Like <laughs> he's like so over because he is starting to look like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, like his no, body he type. really is. Especially when they, there's a scene later on where the way he stands. Yeah. <laughs> so Andy does a talking head where he says, "Our Daryl is inside of Fat Daryl. That's not the Daryl I know." <laughs> uh, so Jim, Dwight, Kevin, and Aaron are in the warehouse. And they're talking about how they're going to move, like, 300 boxes of paper into the truck. So Dwight's like, all right, suckers. He gets on the forklift and immediately drives it into the wall. Yep. And as someone who has seen stuff like that happen in a workplace environment, I saw a manager of mine when I worked retail... He was backing a forklift out of an 18-wheeler, like out of the trailer. Yeah. And for some reason, he jerked the wheel real quick and sliced the side <gasps> right through. The forks went right through the side like a hot knife oh through butter. Oh, my God. There's a gaping gash in this. <laughs> ah, my God. God. Oh, I, I no, see, and it's funny because, actually, my husband was just telling me at the warehouse he works at, there's, like, uh, pacers that people run around on, which are, like, quicker forklifts. Pallet jacks. Yeah. Oh, wait. Pacers. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay, well, I like, just imagine like a golf cart. They move a... like um the they still move like the up and down pallets and yeah. stuff like that. Like they use it at like Sam's Club. Okay. Um, but they like move really quickly. Mm-hmm. And he said this one kid took out uh the wall and the fu- emergency <laughs> fire exit. He said this kid. Oh, just that's an crashed. OSHA violation. He just crashed right through it. <laughs> And then abandoned it. And everybody's like, yo, where did this guy go? Run? <laughs> Is he outside in the parking lot, like, bleeding to death? What happened? I love that the emergency exit is yeah. just destroyed. Completely destroyed. So these things can do a lot of damage. These things happen. I yeah. destroyed a garage door with a forklift. I'm not going to lie. So uh, Andy and Daryl are with applicants in the conference room. This is where mm-hmm. Daryl's standing up in the front, gut pooched, his arms at his side. He looks like Winnie the Pooh. He really and does. Like, where's my honey piglet? <laughs> he starts talking about how the old... <laughs> The warehouse workers, what they're doing with their lottery winnings. The one guy's opening up a strip club on a boat. Yeah. Another guy has a fat camp, I think he's at, like yeah, heavyweights. Yeah, he's going to kidnap it, your kids and take them to some, a fat camp. Some Perkis shit. Yep. And then uh, Ide is investing in an energy drink for Asian homosexuals. Amazing. That one blew my mind. Amazing. Because all I could think of was the Steven Seagal energy drink. Oh. The, the Asian flavor or experience or whatever yep. the hell it was called. So, um... Andy clears everybody out of the room, and he asks Daryl, like, what's up? He, like, he wants him to shape up, quit being such, like, a bitch. Yeah. Uh, down in the warehouse, 
Dwight tells them that if you grunt like a women, woman's tennis player, you'll have more strength to yes. throw the box. More power. And Aaron just goes, Rah! and throws the box on the ground. <laughs> I didn't feel it. <laughs> Aaron's okay in this episode. Yeah. In the conference To a certain point. No, she's good. I don't know. I like Aaron. You don't like... Well... Go it's on. spurts. Yeah. <laughs> so in the conference room, there's one of the guys who's interviewing is eating Stanley's oh lunch. Oh my god. And Daryl continues to buzzkill. There are better lives than this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's You're like... gonna wake up in ten years at the same place. <laughs> oh, he's so great. So he's ER and Winnie the Pooh all oh in the same god. episode. So Ryan and pa- oh Pam's at the desk and Ryan comes up and he sees what she's looking at. And he does the whole, like, everyone wants to be rich but not work for it. <laughs> He's like, you came in at 1030 today, right? <laughs> ah! He's just classic Ryan. Right. Um, is with the applicants now all alone because Daryl left. Mm-hmm. He has no clue what he's talking about. He's talking about licensing, None. but he has no idea what it is. Masters in warehouse sciences. <laughs> and God. Kevin is in the warehouse crawling with a fucking case of paper on his back like a donkey yeah honestly and jim and dwight don't see the pallet jack in the side that can move the pallets for them nope and uh, what do they say well they're sitting there they're like imagine e-day could figure out how to do this we'd have to be able to and and, like they start laughing then they see the camera and they're like oh well you you know not that they're not intelligent people and dwight goes well it's more of a physical strength yeah like a baboon or an elephant he's like no no (laughs) and jim's just like oh jesus christ (laughs) so um (laughs) I have to say, though, Daryl like, doing his talking head like, man, everything just sucks. Who develops a soy allergy at 35? Yeah, Daryl has a soy allergy. I forgot it's, about that. Why, and why is soy in everything? And it is Is it? Everything. I've never noticed. Every processed food has some sort of soy in it. It's fucking gross. Is it gross because it's soy? It's gross because soy is really not that great for you, especially guys, because it has it high th- estrogen content. Does it help things taste better, though? Oh, I don't know. That's all we care about. Does soy it taste and better. corn are all that the fucking farmers plant in America anyway. So well, I think there's things like that's carrots why it's in and everything. plums. No, but the majority <laughs> of farmers do soy and corn, and that's why it's in everything. Oh, but because anyway, of the lobbyists with the ethanol exactly. industry and shit like that. Yeah, you know, we're gonna get political. Nah, let's <laughs> not <move> really. <laughs> let's go back to Daryl's soy allergy. Yeah. So. Um, Kevin talks about how his sisters used to put butter on him and slide him across the linoleum floor. He's using it as an idea to move the boxes of paper across the warehouse. And Ke- like Jim and Dwight are like shooting it down, and Aaron's like, cool it, cut it out. I think it's a great idea, but they don't. Just cut it out. Yeah. Like, Is it bad that as soon as he said that, all that popped in my head was the caricature that Michael had of him as a pig? As a pig, like eating pizza. Yeah, like that's all that popped in my head was a, was a pig Kevin buttered up sliding across the floor. And like doing like, <laughs> like pig noises. You like the pig from the Geico commercials yeah. hanging out the window. Whee! So happy. So uh, Andy fails some more. I really don't want to talk about this. <laughs> and then he goes to Daryl. And they all left, and Daryl wants Andy to fire him and put him out of his misery. No, Daryl's being a fucking bitch. He's being a bitch here. Like, this like if my... you don't want to be there, fucking quit. I don't expect Daryl to be like no. this, because his character is never like this. So, uh, Andy does a talking head where he says, he, you know, I don't think Daryl really means it, but I'll hire people and hope he feels better. Yeah, but also, like, he's not doing it in a sympathetic way. No, he's acting like a bitch. the beginning of the episode, I felt bad for him, because yeah. he's like, man, I did it forever, they won on my birthday, like... That was sympathetic. Him being a dick to Andy, like, this made me not like him in this yeah, episode. Yeah, he's being an asshole in this one. Especially because Andy's trying to help him. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're, you're making me feel sympathy for Andy Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> so, and in all honesty, he's in charge of the warehouse, regardless of him uh, sitting up there. I still don't know what the fuck his job is. He's not the foreman anymore, no. but apparently maybe he's head of logistics. I guess. Like, uh, yeah, we've would, had this talk before. It should fall yeah. to him to hire the warehouse. Yeah. I don't know why Andy's even involved, but... <laughs> so, Andy asks people for help. In, in the office, and he ask, asks Aunt Oscar about, like, I, I guess, buff guys in the... Oh, know, yeah. And uh, Oscar knows guys by name for oh. bulk and definition. Like, he's oh all about God. it. And uh, he talks about the one guy named Dean who got fixated on his calves yep. and his triceps a, went to hell. It's a dangerous game to play when you're focused just no, on the calves. I disagree full-heartedly. As a, <laughs> as a connoisseur of the calf game, oh my God. no. no. Uh, so Pam is with Jim now. They're down in Hank's uh, laboratory, <laughs> and they're uh, talking about like if they won the lotto. 
Yeah. And she was like, we go to the south of France. Oh my god, Pam is insufferable in this episode. Dude, I it's only $100,000, Pam. Oh, I, should, I fucking hate her. And Jim, of course, is just like, well, you'd like Maine, I think. You know, like yeah. He's trying to be like a normal dude. But she's like, you have us being the shining characters. Yeah. It's, it's, she's Which like, is kind of true. Not close. <sighs> he's just being an ass. She's... I don't know. There's something about her in this one that like rubs me the wrong way. But like they want totally different things is basically it. And they're getting uh, coffee for the, the Kevin Aaron. Yeah. What's Aaron getting? A hot chocolate tea? Yes. Hot so, chocolate tea. Um, Andy has new applicants in the conference room. Nate, a PhD candidate who has classes Wednesday through Friday. And then there's a guy who... Is obviously a weightlifting guy that Oscar well, that's, knows. Yeah, that's the guy that Oscar brought in. Oscar is leering through the shades. Oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely undressing this guy with his eyes. That's how Michael used to look at Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So what does the guy's shirt say? It says "My butt." Okay, you got it. I. This is what I think it says. It's censored. My bi- my biceps have balls, and my balls have biceps. Awesome. That's what I think it and says. And he said he made the shirt. I'm trying to think of like what else it could possibly be that would have biceps. Yeah, I didn't know if like they had something like cock or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I'm going with the censored button. You also have Nate here. Well, uh, sir, let me tell you, uh, I may I'm have so a... so happy Nate is back. I have a possible hearing issue where... It's not really a hearing yeah. issue. But it's just like if there's a lot of noises at once, they get jumbled and I can't make them up. <laughs> and the way he talks like Hal from Happy Gilmore... Mr. Gilmore, that's a tremendous looking trophy. Like every fucking time. <laughs> He's so kind and nice. He is. So then uh, Jim and Dwight arrive back and they see Kevin and Aaron greasing the floor. And they're like kind of dumbstruck. But then we see them, they're sitting up against a wall of paper boxes that are like too high. Yeah. So it's like two feet off the ground. And they're talking about how this is the best idea they could come up with. Yeah. As Kevin slips on the grease and falls down behind them. Uh, Andy introduces the three new guys to Daryl. And this is when we find out what Daryl's problem is. He goes off on Andy, says he deserves Andy's job. It should have been his. Everybody knows it. That's when Nate butts in about the hearing issue again. <laughs> and they're like, shut up, get out of here. Uh-huh. And Daryl pretty much goes off and says, like, this should have been mine. Andy says, no, like, they saw what you fucked up. You know, you uh, stopped trying. Joe saw promising you and you stopped tr- pushing, Yeah, basically. And he tells him that, like, this is Andy's. And well, why don't you, <laughs> this is a great exchange. What happened to the business classes you were going to take with D'Angelo? He goes, D'Angelo died. Yeah. He goes, no, his brain died. Again, more like, I don't know what the hell. His so money's at least the water. we find out that he's brain dead. Yeah, he's a vegetable. Yeah. D'Angelo Vickers. So um, Andy pretty much tells him, like, you got to try harder, yeah, basically. Yeah, dude. Step it the fuck up. And that's when we get a talking head from Daryl where he says, seven little white balls won't control my destiny. These two black balls will. Yep, two big black balls. Yeah, and he's big, he controls his own destiny and he's back. So they go to the warehouse where the four have this set up. It's like a luge or something yeah. or curling. It's like a track. Yeah, and Jim's like all embarrassed because they call it Senior Lodenstein. God. And like, <laughs> funny thing is, like Kevin and Aaron are all about. They're like, all look what we did. It. They destroyed all of the product. None of it's in the truck. And then they show it off. It's Kevin or Dwight and Jim get. Okay, it looks like the hood of a car turned upside down yeah. on the ground with paper stacked on it. Aaron in a motorcycle helmet, oh and they sling it across the greased-up floor. Good God. And all we get is a talking head of Phyllis and, yeah, I lost the client. <laughs> <laughs> so the show ends with uh, different characters saying what they would do if they won the lottery. Yep. Creed says, I already won the lottery. Born in the U.S. of A, baby. I also have a passport for Switzerland. <laughs> Toby talks about his podcast that he would start, The Flinderson Files. It's a true crime podcast. Bum bum, flinch files. <laughs> and then uh, Jim and Pam talk about a brown, a pre-war brownstone on top of a mountain with a subway that'll take them to the like. Shut up! Oh my god, they're fucking insufferable. This episode. Okay. Worst listen, part of the episode was them. I love Jim and Pam, and I have supported Jim and Pam, but this episode they were the worst part of it. Yeah. Well, Jim was okay in the warehouse. It was just the shit with Pam that annoyed me, the, right? Yeah. Him and Dwight were like the friendly. Fi- they were talking yeah. about Kevin Costner movies yeah. at one point. The Postman <laughs> with Kevin Costner. But um, no, but they're like fantasy. Yeah, like the, that. It, it just brought the it whole seriously thing was like down. It was seriously was like four minutes in the office yeah. them talking about their dream houses and everybody just listening. I'm like. Nah, this yeah. this ain't working. So what'd you give the episode? I gave it a 3.1. I gave it a 3.4? Yeah, 3.4. Okay, so we weren't too high on this one. Why were you so low? Because Daryl's a bitch. Daryl's a bitch. Pam sucks. Pam, <laughs> Pam and Jim weren't my favorite in this episode. But 
I'm glad that Andy finally stuck up for himself and he finally like Andy was fine. He was like business savvy. He's like giving Daryl fucking reasons like this is why you hired Glenn, mm-hmm. your best friend, even though he was un- underqualified to replace you. Mm-hmm. They recognized it. Um and oh, Nate is my shining Nate's awesome. star. He's Nate's like great. the angel on top of the Christmas tree He's for me. So great. Um, and the ensemble in the beginning was really good. Like how everybody was like going back and forth. I liked how Meredith get a divorce. Get a divorce. Well, the puppy, Kelly, the puppy like, opening was good too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, the middle was just kind of like okay to me. Daryl being a bitch really—it wasn't funny. I felt this bad episode. because Daryl is such a good character, he and is. he finally got an episode for himself. And but it like, was awful. They made him stupid. <laughs> but if you think about it, the last time he had like an episode that not was only about him, but he like had a more predominant role in was the Christmas one when yeah. his daughter didn't oh, yeah. want to be with him and he was sad. <laughs> it's always so sad. Always. Well, I will say that last week we talked about like the weird setup of him and his wife having like yeah. Nookie. I guess it was to set up this where he's like hopeful and then it gets slammed oh, on him. Oh yeah. So you know, it wasn't like who the fuck is Justine no, no. and why is she calling Daryl? It was to set up the fall of this episode, yeah. which makes sense. But um yeah, overall it just it wasn't that great. It wasn't I was that not strong. impressed. I'm glad we got closure well, kind of closure on D'Angelo. <laughs> no, we did not. He's brain dead. That's all somebody we said know. he was dead. <laughs> he's dead. No, he's brain dead. Like I don't know what's what. D'Angelo is such an underrated character on this show. <laughs> I wish he lasted more than four episodes. But um It was not meant to be. Anything else you want to talk about? No, dude, that I mean, we talked about it in the episode, really. Alright, so that brings us to I'm season so happy eight. Nate's back though. Episode, oh, Nate's great. Season eight, episode four, Garden Party. But before we jump into that, I want to tell everybody where you can find us. You can find our show on any podcasting app that you choose to use. Whatever you're listening to now, smash that subscribe button. Bump bump. And uh <laughs> you'll get us each and every Monday as we cover uh more office episodes. And uh I'm thinking somewhere when we're in season nine. We'll talk about what we're doing after the office. If we do anything, maybe. Oh, don't even. Oh, don't tease me. <laughs> but you know, maybe we'll just retire. Maybe we'll get a pre a pre war brownstone on a mountain. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, you can find us on any podcasting app, and you can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast. Or if you have longer form email, you want to get in touch with us, uh, send us something at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to read it on the show, get in direct contact with you, just shoot the shit, whatever. Damn follow sorry. us on Twitter. We're Follow Back Whores. We'll follow you back. It'll be great. It'll always be fun over there, guys. And also, get us on the Jenny Position. Subscribe to the Jenny Position podcast feed where you can listen to us as well as other great shows. So many other good shows. Yes. And uh, also, you know, go back and listen to uh, the... <laughs> Fuck, what the hell? I totally lost my train of thought. The uh, rank know. and file. Rank and file. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where they actually did an office episode and they talked about the top 32 office yep. episodes and ranked them and filed them and whatnot. Yep. And, uh, you know, if you want to compare that to how we rank the episodes, yeah, go back and do that. Let us know what happened. Yeah. Also, share us with your friends and family and co workers and acquaintances and neighbors and, and lovers. Buddies. Lovers. Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that I think that's all the housekeeping. Yeah. So, all right, guys, so we're gonna jump into episode four, Garden Party. So we have our cold open, and Jim and Pam arrive at work, and uh, they're saying about how they passed the new billboard. And Andy's <laughs> like so excited; he's like, "I'm the new spokesman," as you know, the new regional manager. The face of not the spokesman. Yeah, the face, the face of, of Dunder Mifflin. And uh, Jim and Pam are like, you haven't seen it yet, have you? (laughs) So Jim explains that um, some people like to vandalize billboards, given the opportunity, with some phallic-shaped items. The penises are always uncircumcised, as Robert California (laughs) once said. (laughs) So then Meredith walks in, she goes... Great billboard, great advertising, edgy, just up to the line. And they're like, what? And she goes, the one with 20 dongs on it. <laughs> Ever classy, Meredith yes. Palmer. So then Daryl, or Daryl, Derek. Dwight. Oh, fuck, Dwight walks in. And he was also in some of the photos we've come to find out. And um, now when Jim did his talking head, he was talking about the phallic shape, given the opportunity. And we see just a few snapshots of Andy's. Billboard. Yeah, where he's, there's a lot of him pointing with two arms at different angles, or he has his hands up next to his head like he's like getting like ah, yeah. but like it looks like the the gif like give me both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like he's getting a facial. Guys. Oh yeah, he's definitely. so. I mean, he gave them ample opportunity. So then we find out Dwight goes, oh my god, 
Not ours. Not the photo shoot you and I did. So then... No! He screams no, runs out of the office, and he goes to this billboard that says, Oops, we've dropped our prices. And, and Dwight is on all fours Looking, searching yeah. for the lower prices with Andy behind him with a hand on his lower back. and Some, the, Somebody drew a big throbbing cock on it. big black cock going from Andy to Dwight. And, uh, no! Dwight that, like, oh my God, it's so great. It's like a scene out of Platoon open. or something. No! It was, that was one of the better cold opens, I have to say. It was so funny. That was so amazing. infantile. Yes. It really was. Poop jokes, yeah. dick jokes, they oh. always get a laugh. Yeah. Absolutely. Be honest. All right, so now we're in the conference room, and Dwight is giving directions to Shroot Farms to the office workers, <laughs> but he won't give them an address. He's no. like, once you go go past here, once the soil gets too acidic, you've gone too far. <laughs> like, they're going to get out and see what the acidity of the uh, soil <laughs> pH is. pH balance. So now they, uh, Andy says the dress code is Connecticut casual. Whatever that means. Um, and he explains that his parents threw a garden party for his brother's promotion last weekend. And um, we find out Andy is throwing the garden party to impress Robert California. Mm-hmm. Which all the office workers are like, are you fucking kidding me, Andy? He makes it clear this is not a barbecue. Um, basically, it's business casual is what Connecticut... Is what Connecticut casual I just imagine, was. like, boat shoes and, like, shorts. Oh, Sperry's. Those yeah. shorts with, like, lobsters on them that yes, people wear. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And Dude. a red Ralph Lauren. And people named Trevor. Yes. And Ariana. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no. It's just, I don't even have a comment back for No, it. yeah, just take it, yeah. Um, so, now, Jim... Who's previously stayed at Shroot Farms? Because yeah. at the end of this meeting, Dwight goes, "All right, and uh, stay off the internet." Like that's how you get there. Stay off the internet. Mm-hmm. Now Dwight, or I'm sorry, Jim, who again stayed. we know has stayed at the Shroot Farms. Breakfast. In, yeah. um, Google's the address, looks at the street view, and we see Dwight's attention now over yeah. at Jim. Yep. And we see Dwight and Moe's seesawing. Now Dwight is. In Overall, overalls that are sh- cut. It's so like what he wore when he, when he went to the that place in the mall when he had the beat. Fun. Yeah, it's but like his, that. Yeah. But his overalls are turned into jorts, yeah. and he has no sh- he has no shirt on. No, he looked like Uncle Elmer. Yeah. It was and awesome. Then, <laughs> and then there's Mose who doesn't have a shirt on, just like brown slacks. Mm-hmm. But Dwight is up in the air with like an arm in the air, <laughs> yeah. like he's riding a fucking bull. They're just doing this seesaw. <laughs> and, and Grown Dwight, men on a seesaw. Yes. And Dwight weird. just goes, they don't tell you when you're, they're driving by, those <laughs> internet people. The internet people. Yeah. Oh, I love Dwight. So now Dwight is reading a book about garden parties because he wants to oh, venture in. There is a line from the from the conference room that I do that I found oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So it's, Gabe is like all pissed off. like oh. that. And, and Gabe's hilarious in this. <laughs> Gabe is all pissed off that Andy's trying to impress the boss. He's like, that's a Gabe move. It's like, I don't tell Andy, like, oh, you look like you're just dressed for one long, lifelong brunch. Oh, yes. Like, I don't he, dress like my entire life is one long brunch. He just goes after. It, that is pretty amazing because then you see Andy and it's like, yeah, no, yeah. that's what you would expect. Pink pants and a sweater vest. Yeah, that's what you expect from a brunch right there. <laughs> so, um, but he's reading. He, so he wants Shroot Farms to break into the high end party business. Mm-hmm. And um, we see the book, and it's the ultimate guide to throwing a garden party. Who's the author? By James Trickington. <laughs> but there's only one copy in the world, and that idiot sold it to him online for two dollars. <laughs> so then we see. I think at this time we see Jim doing um. A talking head. Yep. Where saying, he holds it up. He's like, my book is doing terribly, though. I only sold one copy. <laughs> so now uh, we see Pam and Angela. They are in the break room. And Pam has her feet up. Now, Pam, again, is in real life really pregnant. Oh, yeah. And she has her feet up. And you can see she obviously has cankles. She's like, swollen, yeah. <laughs> she's, at that, she's at that point in her pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. She's swollen. And Angela is like giving digs. She's like, "Did you ever wish you did something different to avoid cankles?" <laughs> and Pam's like, "No, no, I don't." <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, sorry guys. So then Angela says that she already went up a cup size, and that the senator is so grossed out by her. <laughs> the look Pam gives is like, like, "Oh God." <laughs> we know that you're a beard, Angela. <laughs> so now, um, then Pam says something, and basically. She's like, oh, yeah, Philip, or Cece didn't kick that much, but Philip kicks all the time. And Angela goes, what? (laughs) So Pam's like, oh, don't say anything. We're naming him after my grandfather. And Angela, pissed. She is pissed, yeah. 
says, we're going with Philip. It's after my favorite cat. Not Bandit? Not Bandit. <laughs> so, of course, Pam's like, you're kidding, right? It's after my grandfather. <laughs> A flesh and blood human. Yes. See, and this is the problem I always have with, like, animal people who t- treat them as the equal to humans. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Like, okay, animals are cool. Pets are cool. I get it. Everybody yeah. has pets. Everybody loves animals. They're part of the family. Yeah. They're not humans. And They're I think humans. you as a as a dog mom with Achilles, you'll admit it, right? Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. No, like if it came down to it, like a human child versus Achilles. Okay, like... let's say you have a son and you're you're on the edge of a cliff and you have your son in one hand and Achilles' paw in the other and you're holding them over the cliff and you can only save one. I mean, I can always make another baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Everybody, you heard that. This is documented forever on the internet. Oh I'm my just God. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she could buy another dog. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm not going to answer that question. But, um, so Angela's just like, it's my favorite cat. And that's the end. Like, it's kind of just like, are you fucking kidding me, Angela? (laughs) So now we see Andy's in his office getting changed. And, uh, Robert California's on the phone offering two possible gifts. A pot of marmalade. The way he talks. <laughs> He's a James Spader is amazing. He's seriously becoming my favorite character. I know. Show. It's so easy. Oh. But he's like, uh, there's a pot of marmalade. And he goes, oh, that sounds good. And he's like, oh, so that's what you want, huh? You don't even want to hear what the other thing is, huh? <laughs> I may have mentioned the marmalade to my sister, and she also showed some interest. And he's like, what is the other thing? And it's a basil plant. So Andy's like, the marmalade, marmalade sounds great, Robert. And Robert just goes, Gretchen, we need another marmalade. And he hangs up the phone. Like, doesn't say goodbye, see you soon, just hangs up. It's so money. <laughs> so now we're at Shroot Farms. All right, here's the highlight of the episode, Bear. Let's do it. <laughs> Mose is the valet. He forcibly removes Toby from his car. <laughs> Fickle. <laughs> Fucking Toby. Oh, God. He gets dragged out of his car. He does. And what is his valet ticket, Kev? An acorn. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite is just Moe's going, get out of the car, yeah. get out of the car, I'm the valet. He's just like talking in this stilted rapist language. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it's so get horrible. Out of car. So get scary. Out of the car. It's like deliverance of it. It's so scary. <laughs> so now uh, Moe's drives the car directly into a cornfield. Fucking wild abandoned. <laughs> just like corns flying. That looks like something from Jackass. Honestly. It did. It looked like Chris Pontius was driving the car right into a fucking cornfield. Oh. And you just see, it just buries it. Oh my oh, god, amazing. So awesome. So now, Kevin's wearing his toupee. We see Kelly and Aaron both in, like, ridiculous, like, British wedding hats. Like, no, it's like the Kentucky like Derby or something. fascinators, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Sorry, Dwight... Ryan walks in. Yeah. Well, we Ryan, Ryan looks like he's, like, fucking John Keats or something. Like, Ryan some kind of old like poet. He's, he looks like he's, like, that old professor in college that, like... Try, still tries to bang all the freshmen. Yeah, the guy who wears the Gryffindor scarf. Yeah. He's like, oh, have you? Have I told you that your eyes are like an Irish meadow? Exactly. With the misty morning he fog. He has a fake accent, yeah, pipe, could... and all that bullshit. Yeah. Oh, did you see these patches on my elbow? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fucking I've good. seen some things. <laughs> so anyway, D- Dwight looks like he's dressed like an early 19th century butler. Something from like, it's very Dickensian. Down- Downton Abbey, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know ridiculous. <laughs> And as Ryan walks in, he yells, Mr. Ryan Howard, upon his entrance. So now Jim, in a talking head, talks about in chapter two of his book, announcing guests as they enter is the the height of posh or something like that. Um, And the more volume you display, the higher the honor Mm -hmm. for the guest. So then he announces, Mr. Stanley Huston and his mistress, Cynthia! <laughs> and Cynthia's face fucking oh, drops. She's like, excuse me. So awesome. And then J- uh, James, Pamela, and P.P. Halford. That's the third time he's called her P.P. That's <laughs> so awesome. Oh my god, he just no yells. No fucks given. He just yells P.P. <laughs> so then Andy's parents arrive and like... He announced. So her, them, his dad is the dad, the dad from, seventh, from heaven. seventh Heaven. Yeah, the one who like consoles all of his children and solves all their issues. Yeah, he's totally off type here. It's kind of like when, when he showed up on It's Always Sunny. Yeah, do you remember that when he was their real dad? <laughs> oh, it's... yes, it's amazing. So now, basically, they find out that Andy is the regional manager, and they thought he was the CEO. And then I love his dad goes to all the employees. He goes, are you all regional managers? <laughs> He's so douchey. Like, so unimpressed yeah. at all. 
And they're like, oh, well, we might not be able to stick around long. We have tickets to the theater. He goes, oh, what are you going to go see? Moneyball. Okay. It was Walter Jr.'s idea. I have a lot to say about the movie Moneyball. Not now, now, are you aware of the movie Moneyball? Do you know what it I, is? I know Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt are in it, and okay. that's about the extent of it. So it's based on the Oakland A's. That was my Brandon Flowers impression. Oh, my God. No, but it's based on the Oakland A's okay. of the early 2000s. Okay. And now they've been the same team for 20 years. They spend no money. They have no fans. They're a shit okay. team in a shit city. So what they do, they get resourceful. Oh, and they're God. like, oh, this guy walks a lot. This guy gets on base. Hey, this pitcher can do this or that. So they go and get these guys that nobody else wants, and they you know utilize their strength, so to speak. Yeah. They win. They never win a fucking World Series. I don't think they've ever won a playoff <laughs> series in 20 years oh, doing this. God. They're just always like that pesky team that wins 89 games, gets a playoff spot, and immediately loses to the real so team. So they're the Bad News Bears. Yeah, pretty much. But they don't get to no, the No, but they get a movie made about them that makes it seem like it's the greatest thing of all time because <laughs> the Red Sox use their formula, but the Red Sox also spent more money than any yeah. other team in the history of baseball to win a World Series. So, like, this whole movie is like, oh, look, we got... Brad Pitt's like, I got the st- oh, br- yeah. strategy. Brad Pitt is like the GM who lifts weights during the game, and <laughs> Jonah Hill's just like, I'm a fat fuck, oh and God. I do math. Like, oh, I fuck... The only good part of it is... It's horrible casting if you knew who the A's manager was, but they got Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, my God. And he's, like, all fat and dumpy, and it's not even close to his best role, but he's just like, I know baseball. I'm an old skipper. Oh, my God. It was right before the whole heroin thing, you know, but... Anyway, uh, I hate the movie Moneyball. I hate what it represents because it glorifies losing. Gotcha. Anyway, okay. I dig it. Well, that's what uh, Andy's parents <laughs> yeah, they're gonna go see. I'm his sorry. brother Walt yeah. Jr. were going to go see. And then he goes, oh, it's Walt Jr.'s pick. And then we see who Walt Jr. is. Yes. It's Josh Groban. I didn't know who this was the first time I watched the episode. I'm like, oh, it's some guy with shaggy hair. Cool. And like, I had to like look it up later. I'm like, oh, that's the guy I hear at Christmas time. Yes, all the time. exactly. And, um, but I love that he's like, He's at, he's doing something with like food or something, and Jim's like, oh, hi, I'm Jim. He's like, Jim, tuna! Tuna! He's like, is this your lovely wife, Pam? And Meredith goes, she wishes. And Jim's like, no, 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 no. Tuna! I just love how he's so excited. Like, you can tell that him and Andy actually talk and like, he's actually a a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's interested in his brother's life and his friends. It also means that Andy talks about Jim and yep. calls him Tuna. Tuna. Yep. <laughs> so now uh, Dwight and a, a maid, a staffer. There's like, yeah, they have like, it's catered. Yeah. By these women in like French maid outfits. That's what I mean. Like it looks like Downton Abbey. Yeah. So now they're doing this strange dance to a harpsichord. Yeah, harpsichord music comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere. And Jim does another chapter where that's in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Moe's is still valeting cars, and he has them lined up literally within inches of each other. Yeah, he's crawling out the sunroof yeah. and, like, dancing on the hoods. <laughs> I just love, like, the little noises he makes, like, <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't speak, he squeaks. It's awesome. So now Dwight announces Ro- Robert California, but he does it, Robert <laughs> California. Yeah. He rolls his arms like he's Lord Alfred Ridiculous. Hayes or something. And he like screams his name. <laughs> and uh, Robert walks up to Andy, gets introduced to his parents, and um, then he goes, oh, where would you like your basil plant? <laughs> and Andy goes, oh, I thought you were bringing marmalade. And he goes, no, I'm sure I said basil. <laughs> and he looks at the camera, just like, no, I said yeah, basil plant. I'm sure I did. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, then we see Ryan and Kevin on the seesaw, <laughs> and Ryan's stuck up in the air. Yeah, He's Kevin's, like, it's not working. Kevin doesn't know how to use a seesaw. So now um, Andy's parents are still trying to get out of there, mm-hmm. and Andy uh, does a toast, and he toasts to his staff, and he talks about how he loves toast because they're so reciprocal, because, you know, Keeps you going, toast somebody, yeah. they toast you, and blah, 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 so on and so forth. <laughs> so then... He toasts to the staff, and Daryl stands up and toasts Robert. And this is when the probably the best line of the show. Go on. Is Gabe does a talking head where he goes, toasting the CEO, that's a Gabe move. Get your head in the game, Gabe, right. game, Gabe. Why are you talking to Stanley's mistress? <laughs> <laughs> like Gabe's over chatting up Cynthia. It's fucking hilarious. It's amazing. So then Gabe go, does, um, he tries to do a toast, and then Pam goes. And no, she, Angela. Oh, I'm sorry. Angela Wants to toast somebody who's not here just yet, but will be in four short months. Philip Lipton. And everybody raises a glass. Uh. Then Pam does the same thing and tells about, 
when I was a little girl, I promised my grandfather that if I ever had a little boy, I would name him after him to Philip Halpert. And she like does a fake cry. She's so too. bitch. It's so bitchy. And, and she's Jim, like, "Who will be here before? Yeah, sooner than four months." Even Jim is like sitting there, like, "Why?" Yeah, he's he, just like, he, "Jesus Christ!" He's like, "You're the woman I married." Stop. These last two episodes are making me question. <laughs> and um, then Ryan toasts to the troops on both sides, <laughs> and everybody goes, "Oh, that's not what? right! Oh, that's not right!" <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my God. So now um, Dwight interrupts to. Oh, oh imitate. I couldn't. I thought that said yeah. immaculate, and I was like, that's not right. My favorite part is that he gets these catering the, staff. Yeah, like, the are, servers. They, are these people his? Like, I have no <laughs> idea, but they're all looking so confused. Yeah. But they imitate the Last Supper painting. <laughs> and then um, Kevin fucking toasts to Robert. Gabe tries to again toast to Robert, and Andy tweaks a little bit. Yeah. So then Robert says, you know what, I'd like to do a toast. I'd like to toast to the staff. And he basically, like, calls him and Andy babies that need their diapers changed. Yeah. And That's the most useless job as the manager. Yeah. Basically, Andy's just like, man, I'm trying to impress my parents. And he's literally saying, I do nothing. Yep. So now, Andy grabs his guitar and he wants to do a duo with his dad. Duet. He, duet, whatever. <laughs> and his dad again tries to get the fuck out of it. And Andy play, starts playing more than words. And Say that I love you. No, we're not doing that. And Andy's dad, like, he's just like, are you sure you want to do that? Oh, okay. You're coming in too quick. Yep. He, <laughs> he's like, breaking takes, up his scene. He takes the guitar off of Andy and starts playing it. And then he starts singing. And Andy joins in. He goes, not yet. You don't join in yet. Don't sing like that. You're off key. You gotta bring it down. Like, He's just nit- interrupting the song as he goes. Totally. Nitpicking. Nitpicking. That's what I was trying I to say. People- <laughs> you cut me off. I'm sorry. So anyway, um, Andy is still singing. His mom looks so uncomfortable. She's just like, God damn it, Andy. Yeah, she hates it. So um, then his dad's like, you know what? Walter Jr.'s here. So uh, why don't you come up? And he's like, "Nah, Dad, I'm just trying to get you like get to know Andy's friends he's and so nice. talk to his. Co- he's so nice, <laughs> and um, like so they start singing, and it's like, "May the good Lord say." Yeah, I don't know what it is. It, it sounded like a Peter Paul and Mary song yeah. or something. Yeah, it was beautiful, Folk and revival. everybody was like, "Oh, this is so nice." Even the mom's smiling now, like, yeah. "Oh, yeah." And Andy just like walks out. He tweaks. He grabs the guitar. Yeah, he grabs the guitar. He throws a tray of d'oeuvres. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he leaves. So now Moe's. Oh, yes. Um, we see Moe's on a moped, not a motorcycle, <laughs> no. a moped, and he has a cape on. And there's a ramp on either side of the cars. Yeah, he's got to do an evil Knievel. Yeah, he's got like ten cars lined up. <laughs> and he goes up the ramp, and then he goes back down the ramp, runs up the ramp instead, and then jumps across. <laughs> he, he runs across the car. At the top of the cars. <laughs> and then he gets to the other side, gets down, and he just goes, he looks at the camera, and he's like, yee! He throws his hands up in the air. <laughs> like, yeah! Which, if that's something I do, with, like, if we ever play, like, board games and shit yeah. like that, whenever I do, like, a good move, I just, like... Arms yeah. up, do a little flex, a Hogan it's pose. so ridiculous. <laughs> that's so great. So then we see Kelly and Ryan, and Kelly's like in her dress, and she's like, I'm so cold. And Ryan Ryan goes, that's because you didn't bring a jacket. Gentlemen. Chivalrous, I feel. It reminds else. me of Kelso and Jackie on that 70s show. I don't remember. Wait, oh, she this... says like, she's like trying to prove like he's her boyfriend. She's like, Kelso, I'm cold. And he goes, it's because you didn't bring a jacket, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Just total That's very Kelso move. Yeah. So now Robert California and Dwight are talking, and he's like, I could spend a considerable amount of money here throwing my birthday party. So then Dwight starts going through all of his packages, and they all are based on the number of goats. <laughs> yeah, the pewter package. Yeah. <laughs> Which Robert California's like, I don't want the goats. Why would you think I want the goats? Why do you keep talking to me about the goats? And then Dwight's like, I can get you exotic meats, hippo steak giraffe burgers <laughs> and robert goes we'll talk <laughs> yeah, he's all about it dude and then dwight weird. just goes they're all goats it's, it's all gonna <laughs> it's be all goat. Goat. so now andy is in the house with cc she's in her little playpen and his dad comes in and andy's like dad i just want you to be proud of me and i know you're proud of me but you know sometimes it's just nice to hear it his dad fucking tears him apart well not in in like a nice seventh heaven kind of way <laughs> 
Like, no, he's like... Andy, you're a grown man. What do you want me to say? You're a middle manager at a drinky-dink paper company in Pen- in Scranton, yeah. Pennsylvania. Like, he, he doesn't When are raise... you going to be done asking for my approval? Yeah, he doesn't, like, raise his voice, but he's stern. Yo, he's kind of a dick, though. Kind of? Of course he's a dick. <laughs> but what's worse, everybody hears it on CeCe's baby monitor. Yeah, outside. and they're all listening to it. Yeah. And then Pam shuts it off because she has dignity. Yeah. She's the one person out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, the rest of them not. are totally into it. Oh, so now we see Ryan walk up behind Robert California and give him his coat. <laughs> yeah. And I love what Robert says here. He's like, it's the strangest thing. My body is acclimated to the weather of southern Italy. I've never even been there. <laughs> Such a California thing. And so then Gabe also walks up and gives him his jacket. He's like, oh, that's nice. And you just see Kelly in the background. She's just like freezing, freezing with no coat. And she's like. Fuck all wearing of this. a stupid hat. <laughs> so now Andy's parents are at their car critiquing the party. The sandwiches were dry, this, that, and the other thing. And then Walt Jr. is just like, Bye, Tuna! Bye, Pam! <laughs> Bye, Pam! Bye, He's- Tuna! He's so excited. <laughs> You're welcome. That was underlined. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bye, Tuna! <laughs> so awesome. Josh Groban kind of killed it in his he really did. little part here. Oh, he really did. He was such a nice guy. <laughs> so that, but the parents were getting into the back seat of his car. Yeah, he was like their chauffeur. Yeah. Yeah. So now, um, everybody is still kind of hanging out. The sun's going down, and Andy goes to leave. But they're barbecuing. And Daryl's like, "You want cheeseburger or hamburger, Andy?" Oscar mm. throws him a beer. Or here you something. go, Nard Dog. Everybody's being <clears throat> so nice. And then all of a sudden, these drums come out of nowhere, <laughs> and Dwight and the server staff are doing this dance, holding torches yeah, over their it's head. Like, it's like an Undertaker WrestleMania Seriously. <laughs> it looks like Survivor out yeah, there. It's awesome. And um, Jim looks at Pam and he goes, closing ceremonies? <laughs> and she's like, nice touch. <laughs> so now the closing is Jim is walking past Dwight when he's doing his announcements, mm-hmm. and he's... Making him scream, Jim Halpert, like seven times. Yeah, he's like, oh, I forgot my keys. He goes back. And then then he's like just sticking his head. So Jim's like, Mr. Jim. And he's pulling (laughs) it back. And he goes, Dwight, who's the best salesman in the office? For real, though. And he goes, well, obviously, idiot. And Jim walks through and he goes, Mr. Jim Halpert. (laughs) And it's just amazing. And Dwight's like, fuck him. Great episode. Yeah. What did you give it? 4.5. 4.7. 4.5. 4.7. Oh, so I almost went 5 on this one. I, I don't know, know why I held back. But... Okay, I can tell you why I did. Okay. The toast part, for me, just went a hair yeah, that too was the long. Only, that was the only drawback. It just went a hair too long. I didn't need Angela and Pam at... Yeah. That was the thing. Like, this wasn't the episode for that. Like, leave that one down. Yeah. Let's get more Andy and his parents, because his dad is... Oh, my God. More dad's... Josh Groban. Yes. More Moe's, damn it. Moe's was I awesome. I know. This was overall a great episode. It really I loved was. it. It was hilarious. I was not expecting this. This was great. <laughs> I was told about this one weeks ago, and I was like, it's season eight episode? What? Yeah. And as soon as I watched it the first time, I was like, all right, this is... The billboards in the beginning... Yo, the like, cold open was fantastic. This shit was so good. Oh, <laughs> And I just I just don't have enough nice things to say about it. I it was know. a great episode. I was wrong. Yeah. So, uh... Thank you. Everybody, Kevin admitted he was wrong. I was wrong, because I really feared, like, when I heard about the conceit of this episode, like, Andy <laughs> throwing a garden party for Robert California, I was like, oh, fuck. And, but, nah. It, it was worth it, Gabe, man. Dude, Gabe was awesome. I know he only had like three lines, but they were all money. Yeah. They were all great. Oh, God, what a great episode. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about on this one? Um, No, honestly, it was just that toast scene for me went just a touch too long. No, I, I agree, actually. But Especially because everything like, else was perfection. Too many people talking all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> to the troops. On both sides. On both sides. Can you imagine like a guy at like a wedding in 1942, like <laughs> to the, oh, the Japanese and the Nazis versus America? Oh, my God. It's so to the troops on <laughs> both sides. Oh, it's just so funny to even think about. But uh, yeah, so I guess that'll wrap it up for this week. Yeah. What do we got next week? Next guys? week we have episode five, uh, Spooked, which oh. is their Halloween mm-hmm. episode. And episode six, Doomsday. I'm very excited. Yes. Cannot wait for these. It's going to be great. It's, it's going to be, be good. It's going to be a fun time. Until then, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast, or you can get in touch with us via email at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on just about any pod. Uh, Catcher app? Yeah. You can go on iTunes. Not iTunes. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you can go on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Anchor, wherever. We're there. Yeah. So listen to and us. And guys, we got some good screenshots of this episode. Oh yeah, you're so going to like this on you're Twitter. You're going to want to check yeah. out Twitter this week for sure. Absolutely. And uh, you can also find us on the Ginny Position each and every Monday, usually around 11 o'clock noon. We'll be posted up on there and you can find Easter. other 
Eastern 11 Standard Time. o'clock, yes. 12 Eastern. So in the morning for you West Coasters, you can start your week off with us. But uh, you can have the, you know, other great stuff on there, like uh, Geek and Sassy, Talking Pop, Freak Out Driving, and more. Uh, is that it, Bear? I think we're done. I think that's all for now. All right, guys. We'll catch you all on down the road. Thanks, guys. Then you couldn't make things new Just by saying I love you More than Thank you.